You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. One of uh, the unique gifts that we have as spirit-filled Christians is the gift of the Holy Spirit. I say quite often to people that the Holy Spirit is in truth the most precious gift I possess. I don't even want to cross the street without the Holy Spirit. Biblically, David had the same attitude when he messed up or sin, he said to God, please don't take your Holy Spirit from me. I love the fact that the Holy Spirit comforts me. And and Jesus told his disciples, he, he's He said, I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit uh, who is the comforter. And he comforts. No one can make you feel okay in the midst of your trouble like the Spirit of God. One of the awesome things in reference to how the Spirit of God comforts Children of God is based upon John 16 and 13. When Jesus deemed the Holy Spirit the spirit of truth, that verse specifically says that the spirit of truth will guide us into all truth. You can be going through a whole lot of heartache, trouble, and so forth, And all of a sudden, the the Spirit of God will say to you in the midst of a chaotic situation, it's going to be okay. And and, and you can't see it, naturally speaking, because when when you look all around, uh, it's, it's nothing but, again, chaos. But the Holy Spirit... Being omniscient or all-knowing knows that what you're going through is just temporary. And that's the reason I love him. Because when, 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 I, when I can't see my way out, he always has an answer. He can always tell me how it's going to turn out. 
when, when it does not look like it's going to, to get fixed, uh, even when literally it can't be fixed, I have learned not to panic. I have learned to, ju- to just listen and allow the Spirit of God to just tell me exactly how he's going to fix it or how it's going to turn out. Woo, I'm not the only one. E- even though it sounds like that, that I'm the only one getting happy, I, I know I'm not the only one. I said it sounds like it now, and that, that's just me listening from up here. It, it sounds like I'm in the room by myself. In reference to knowing that the Holy Spirit will guide you in the truth. He'll fix what literally can't be fixed. He'll do for you what you can't do for yourself. Woo! Tell you in the midnight hour when you have leaping tears. You know them tears that just just come out of your eyes and just don't fall just on your face. They, they go beyond your face. He'll tell you in the midst of them leaping tears that you know what? It's going to be better for you than it's ever been in about 20 days. Woo! Holy Spirit will tell you something in the midnight hour that will cause you to get out of the bed and do a victory turn. I said he will tell you something at midnight that will cause you to get out of the bed and do a victory turn. How do you know that, Pastor? Because it done happened to me more than one time. Have you ever been going through a trial and then the Holy Spirit dropping your spirit? It's going to be okay. It's going to work out fine. And you couldn't help in the midst of your trouble to just start turning in victory. I did it. I did it at Walmart one time. Yes, I did. The Holy Spirit talked to me at Walmart while I was trying to figure out if I was going to get some Cheetos or some Fritos. Say, Walker, that thing that you've been praying about, it's going to happen today. And in the midst of looking at Cheetos and Fritos, I got to turn it in victory in Walmart. Lady that was on the same aisle said, sir, are are you all right? I said, I'm wonderful because God just revelated me. He just told me that something going to work out today. Say to your neighbor, the Holy Spirit will do it. Say to one more neighbor, the Holy Spirit will do it. If you know I'm right about it, put your hands together and say, I know preacher right. He will guide you into all truth. Comfort you by telling you it's going to be well. And and, and see, the Holy Spirit is different from a person. Because see, sometimes folk try to tell you, try to pat you on the back and tell you it's going to be all right to give you a temporary fix. They'll say it and it'll cause you to feel better for a minute because of what the person said. But people are not omniscient. God is the only one 
that's all knowing. So when he tells you it's going to be well, he's not talking about temporary. He's not trying to give you a fix that's going to last for an hour, a day, or even a month. He's telling you something in reference to your destiny in life. He said, Walker, it's going to work out for you today. Four hours later, say to your neighbor, four hours later. The very thing he said, it happened. Just like he said it, it happened. And when it happened, you know what I did? I did it when he told me. And I did it when it happened. See, sometimes God will tell you in advance to see if you're going to give him the praise for it before it even take place. It's just like me giving you that testimony. That ain't part of the script. That's what the Holy Ghost told me to say. And the Holy Ghost never tells me to say something just to be saved. That means somebody in here Something getting ready to work out that you've been praying about. You better go ahead and you believe it and you better get your victory turned in right. Now by now, somebody ought to have in their spirit, he talking about me. That ain't nobody but me. Oh, let me get on another victory turn. The spirit will guide you into all and, and, and so you got to understand because Jesus went further and said and, and he'll show you some stuff. He'll show you what's getting ready to happen. He'll show you. And he showed a prophet of God in the Old Testament that, that you know what, it's, it's finna rain. Not only am I, sh- I going to show you in vision, I'm going to let you feel it down on the inside. And so the prophet not only said to the king, is getting ready to rain based upon what he saw in the realm of the spirit, but, but down in his spirit. He felt the abundance of rain. And it wasn't long after that, that rain not only began to drop, but it began to drop hard. And all of the sudden, well, there was a famine. It wasn't a famine no more. Good God, somebody been going through something that seemed like a famine, but God getting ready to send you some you better high five somebody and tell them God getting ready to send rain 
where where there's been a fame. Oh, he's getting ready to send some rain. It may not be no literal rain. It could be a financial rain. It could be a healing rain. But God getting ready to send some rain. That's the reason you never allow the natural to dictate to you how things are going to turn out. You always allow the Spirit of God to guide you or to give you a vision or a dream in reference to how things are going to turn out. Because can't nobody do you like him. Nobody. The same, the same man of God who knew it was getting ready to rain during the fame showed up at a woman's house that, that, that was getting ready to die. Because she was looking at natural stuff. And the God asked her, he, he said, look, what you got in the house, D? I know you done, you done went and got me some water, but I, I ain't just thirsty. You, what you got in the house to eat? He said, you know what, prophet? I, I, I ain't got nothing here but a little old meal and, and, some, and some oil. And just to be honest with you, prophet, I was getting ready to make a little cake. And me and my son, we, we were just going to eat the cake and, and prepare to die. She had uh, made out her agenda, had determined her destiny based upon what she saw or her present situation. And you'll be amazed at how many folk in God's house do that. You done determine your day based upon what's in your pocket. You, you, you don't just close the book to God sending somebody your way, blessing you with what your eyes hadn't seen. Your ears hadn't heard. But, but the blessing was that even though the woman was looking at her situation in one way, the prophet was looking at her situation in a totally different way. See, that's the reason you need to hear from a man or woman of God. Because a man or woman of God can, can tell you things about your situation that you don't see yourself. Why? Not because the man or woman of God is special, but because of Amos 3 and 7. Where the word tells us, surely the Lord God will do nothing unless he reveal his secret, his plan unto his servant, the prophet. And so she, she told the prophet, I only got a little oil and meal and, and we're going we gonna to prepare, we're going to eat it and we're going to die. And he said, hey, hold up. 
Now, I do want you to fix your son and yourself something. I don't, I don't want to take away from that. But look, God wants you to fix me something first. He wants he want you to fix me something first. And I'll tell you why he wants you to fix me something first. Because if you fix me something first, does say the Lord, that, that little meal you got, it will not run out. That little oil you got, you ain't going to be able to use it up. You ain't going to be able to use up that meal. You ain't going to be able to use up that all until God send rain upon the earth. She had a choice to believe the prophet or not. Second Chronicles 20 and 20 says, if you believe his prophet, so shall you prosper. She believed the man of God. And according to the scripture, the woman, her son, and even other folks that were part of her household didn't just eat that day. They ate many days. They continued to eat until the famine was over because she believed the prophet. Again, if you believe his or God's prophets, prosperity going to happen. But what the man of God told her was according to what the Spirit of God had revealed. That's the reason we have to consider the Spirit of God essential and significant. Most important thing that we possess. Let's read backsliding ain't in my future. Ain't in my present. I gotta have the spirit of God. And based upon what I just revealed to you, you should have the same testimony. You don't want you you gotta have the spirit of God, right? But in the book of Matthew, the fourth chapter, the Spirit of God being the guide of truth led Jesus to the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. So this, this is just different from what I just shared with you. The spirit told him, look, I want you to go to the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And, and, and he, he really led Jesus the man somewhere that was in contrast to what he was desiring physically and mentally. Now keep in mind, I said Jesus demand. And you may ask, well, why is that? Because when he led him into the wilderness, he hadn't ate in 40 days. 
Now, I don't care who you are. If you ain't ate in, now some of us, we ain't ate in four days. If the spirit talked to us, we, we hoping that the spirit going to say you can break the fast and eat. Sometimes the spirit would tell you to do something that's in contrast to what you feel or what you desire. But Jesus obeyed the spirit despite being physically weak. How you know he was weak physically? 40 days without food, a man? How many of you go 10 days? With, well, some of us ain't never went no 10 days without no food. But I at least had a three-day fast. Were you weak? Yeah. And, that, and we're talking three days. Now, now Jesus went 40. We're talking your, your three-day fast when you felt like you had just did a great thing. <laughs> and were about to starve. You ate up the house after three days. <laughs> But he was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Who is the devil? Well, John 8 and 44 deems him as a murderer. Deems him as the one that has no truth in him. John 10, 10, Jesus alluded to the devil as being a thief. A thief that's so dangerous that that he comes to do just three things. Steal, kill, and destroy. Paul deemed the devil as somebody that's so tricky and clever that you can't give him any place. That's the reason he said in Ephesians 4 and 27, give no place or position. To the devil. James deemed the devil as someone that you have to resist. And the only way you can successfully resist him is by submitting to God. So he said to the brethren, submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. Say to your neighbor, the devil is no one. To play with. And so he was going to tempt Jesus. Tempt. Going to entice him. To sin. Was out to. Try to convince him. To get off his divine. Assignment. Had a mandate to try to cause Jesus to start thinking, talking, and doing in contrast to what was written and what had been revealed to him. I'm going to tempt him. I'm going I'm, I'm to. Draw him away 
I'm going to get to this second Adam. It's what Jesus is called the second Adam. But he said, I, I, I can't get to the second Adam like I got to the first Adam. Because the second Adam is single. He ain't married. First Adam was married, so, so, so I could use his woman to get to him. No, it is. And I can't even try to bring in a woman to get to him. Because he understands the necessity of putting God first. So I can't use a woman to get to him. Satan knew that. He knew that that wasn't going to work with Jesus. So I'm going to try to see if, if I can impress him. I, I want to see if, if I can show him something. That's going to trigger his earthly desire. See, all of us have a desire inwardly for something. All of us have inwardly something that will get our attention. It starts inwardly, but often... It takes something external to trigger your internal desire. So I'm going to use something glorious. Something that I know will appeal to him. See if I can get it. I can't just show him one thing. <laughs> no, because one thing ain't going ain't to get him. I, I got to show him a number of things. I, I, I got to put on my best show for him. I got to pull everything out for him. And so, and so you'll notice he took Jesus to an exceeding high mountain and began to show him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. He wanted Jesus to see the beauty of certain kingdoms, of certain places on earth. And I mean, there are some beautiful things on earth. If you have never been no further than Alabama, you need to take a vacation. If you have never been out of the South, you, you need to go somewhere. It's some nice stuff. On this earth. 
And so he, he showed him, he, he showed him every, everything or different things. And I want to go back to the scripture. I want to read you what, what he said. Again. Verse 8. The devil took him up on the exceedingly high mountain. Showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. Then he said to him, all these things, I'll give you. I'll give you all these things. And here we see the lie. I'll give you all these things. Here we see the lie. You're coming out. He treating Jesus as if Jesus is stupid. I'm going to give you all what you see. You know. The, this is my stuff. I can give you this. This, this, this. I can give it to you. But if I give you this. You're going to do something for me. I'm going to give you this now. You see it. You, and is it not? It's nice. <laughs> see, and, and, and some folks, if, if the devil uses a person to say to you that, look, if you can just do that thing that I've been asking you to do. You said you like them shoes, right? You like them red bottoms. You said you, you like them red, and you ain't got no red bottoms. I, I, that thing that I've been asking you to do. I'll get you them red bottoms. I'm not talking about them red bottoms that's on sale. I'm talking about them red bottoms that you really like. I know they're on sale for 700, but I'm talking about them red bottoms you really like. That's fourteen hundred. I'll get them if you. But you're gonna do that thing we talked about. Matter of fact, look. If you want the ones on sale and them, you really want. I'll get both pal. Now that's fourteen fifty six seven eight nine twenty. Around twenty one twenty two hundred dollars. But you got to do that thing. A woman that's really been wanting some red bottoms. And some women look like, what is it really? But a woman that's been really wanting some red bottoms, she'll be like, you give me both, pal, for that thing? Yeah. And see, sometimes you have to understand that it's Satan using a person. And, and, and see, the thing is something that you ain't got no business doing. Because notice he wanted Jesus to do something that Jesus the man had no business doing. 
If Satan offer you something and tell you you're going to have to do a particular thing, it's going to be something you ain't got no business doing. And you, that should automatically trigger in you that there's a crook. He really saying I ain't worth but $2,200. But your eyes can get so on them red bottoms to where you won't even think that way. You know, when you really look at, look at Eve, Eve, she didn't get no whole, she, she didn't sell out for no whole tree. She sold out for a fruit, a bite of it, a bite. I'm just curious, just ask somebody, what would you sell out for? Because Satan is known for offering something. He's going to offer something. And, 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 and I hate to say it, but I got to say it because the Holy Spirit is telling me to say it. You got some folk that's going to fall for the offer. Woo! You may be sitting beside somebody that, that, that's going to fall for the off. Evil like, you know, it looked good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Supposed to be like, let me think about it. Can I look at him one more time? <laughs> yeah, go on over there and look at him one more time. You want to walk around the mall and come back and look at him again? Whatever you want to do. He's I'll give you all this. All of this. Every bit of it, Jesus. And I'm going to tell you something. When, 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 you, when, you, when you are weak in a certain area, you will think about certain offers. That, that's the reason he tried to throw that bread on him quick. Hey, you ain't ate in 40 days. You can just uh, you just make these stone bread if you real. He'll play on your weakness. He'll show you stuff and, and try to figure out what it what is it that, that she really wants. What is it that he really wants? So y'all won't think I'm just picking on the women. What do he want? What does she want? He'll make the offer. And, and, and again, you have to understand. See, if, if Satan knows that 
You're not going to listen to a spirit because that's not the type. That's not how you operate. He'll send the person. No, I can't. I can't go to her as no spirit because she'll get scared and run out the room. She get the hearing thing. She'll take off. No, I'm gonna. I'm gonna send her a person. Yeah, she attracted to females. I'm gonna send her a female. Yeah, that's what I'm going to send her. She like them short girls. I'm going to send her a short girl. With wide hips. That's what she like. Because you know your eyes look. Yeah, I hold my head. No, you, you can hold your head down and still get yeah, your eyes, your eyes were put down for you to see stuff. And sometimes what your eyes see cause you to start desiring stuff. I'm gonna be real with you. I ain't gonna play with it. So he, he offered Jesus what he didn't own. He didn't own that. He didn't own it. Trying to offer, offer Jesus something he don't even own. And, and notice this. As I get ready to close it. But notice this. Verse 9. Still in Matthew 4. And he said to Jesus, all these things I will give you if. And he done gave him the offer, but this is, this, this is the condition. You got to fall down. And worship me. And what he was saying to him, you, you got to change masters. You, you got to change masters, son of man. You got to change masters. I know you were led here by the Holy Spirit, but it's time for you change masters now. Because, see, when, when, whenever you not just worship but fall down to somebody or something, it's an act of surrender. You're surrendering to that thing or that person. So in, in, when Jesus was physically weak, Satan wanted him to surrender for a false offer. Once, once he worshipped and fell down, Satan wouldn't be able to bring to the table what he had promised. Yeah, he'll, he'll give you a false Offer. And, and in reference to the text, how in the world is he going to offer Jesus what he already owned? <laughs> Psalm 21, 24 and 1 is clear. The earth is the Lord's and his fullness 
the world and all those that dwell therein. How are you going to offer the one who, who has so much power to where he decreed when it came to the kingdoms of the world that even the king is in the palm of his hand and like the rivers of water he can turn it any which way he desires. How you going to offer Jesus something that he already owns? How in the world are you trying to offer my sister who already blessed something that you think she can't get with her own money? Where my sister's at? You ain't cheap. You ain't going to fall for no $2,200. You already know that you're blessed and you know that your God will supply all of your needs. You know that your God will give you your heart's desire. You know the Bible. You know Matthew 7 and 7. Ask and it shall be given. Seek, you will find not and it shall be open. Say to your neighbor, I may want some red bottoms. But I'm worth more than a pair of $2,200 shoes. And some of us need to hear it because you've been selling out as if you're a cheap girl. Quit acting like you are a whore and recognize you are an heir of God and a joint heir with Christ Jesus. Quit acting like you are the tail brother and recognize that God ordained for you to be the head, not the tail, to live above and not beneath. Some of y'all getting offended by what I'm saying. Well, don't seem like he should have said that in church. I said it. The Bible even speaks such. In scripture, when, 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 when the spies of Israel were about to get caught, you know where they hid? In a whore's house. And told the woman, look, if you hide us any of them, we know you got some rooms. <laughs> when we come to take over the land, we'll spare, we'll, we'll spare your house. We'll spare your family. Let me tell you something. You have to understand that you are an heir of God. You don't sell out for what Satan wants you to sell out to. Satan trying to, trying to convince you that he can give you more than God. You better wake up. Satan can't give you no Luke 6 and 38. I said Satan can't give you no Luke 6 and 38. What you mean Luke 6 and 38? You no good measure press, shaking, and running. Satan can't give you that. I told you up front. At the beginning of the message, Satan is a thief that comes not before to steal, kill, 
But Jesus said in the latter part of John 10, 10, I am come. Why? That you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Who are you, Jesus? I am the good shepherd. And the good shepherd laid down his life for the sheep. Later on, Paul revealed he became poor. Why? In order for us to be made rich. You receive? Don't fall for Satan's offer. I'm done. Let's get a load of big hand of praise. Thank you for listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. Please stop by our website for more information on our church at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Until next time, remember, Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly.